right? Amen? Because, yeah, we, we, we we're Christian, we're, we're saved, yeah, but that, 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 the weight of that reality that we were saved from eternal damnation, we're all going to hell, but because of God's love, we're all here, right? Um, that's why I never take for granted God. I don't take for granted what God has done for me. Every day, I give him thanks, yeah? And the Bible says in Psalms 8, uh, 67, let the people, peoples, let the peoples, so what, that means plural, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let the people praise you, O God. Coming here is your expression of praise. Yeah? Have you ever seen a photo of Jesus with his arms folded? Have you ever seen a picture of Jesus, his hands folded? Answer me. No. Why? Because he's always an open hand God. He's always one that gives. He's always one that welcomes. He always welcomes his people. And there is a difference between people that are not grateful from people that are always grateful. Gratefulness attracts blessing. Gratefulness attracts blessing. And I don't know about you. I desire more of God's blessing in my life than all the material wealth. It's not the blessing of material wealth. It's, it's the lowest form of blessing. But knowing that God is for me and is not against me, that's the greatest blessing. That's the biggest blessing for me. That he is for me. He's not against me. That whatever happens in this world, which we do not know what else is ahead of us, right? Especially with non-believers, they don't know. But if we are in line with what God is doing right now, we can hear the Spirit of God. He can show us ahead of time so we can prepare ourselves. And this is why it's very important to be in, in, in always um, you know, um, hearing what the Spirit is saying. So the Bible says, let the, praises, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Why? There's a reason for that. It says, verse 6, then the earth shall yield her, her increase. What does it mean? Through your praises, you will have increase. What area in your life is lacking at this moment? What area in your life is lacking? You know that you can also ask God for the spirit of praise if you find it hard to praise God. You know that you can also ask God for the spirit of thanksgiving to come and to, you know, to come upon you so that when you are struggling to give thanks, you can ask that. You can ask for that. Whatever you ask, the Bible says, believe that you receive it. Believe that, believe that you already receive it. Now, God has given that to us, right? But we need to put it into action. Faith without action is death, dead. So do you believe that it is God's will for us to be thankful? Do you believe that it is God's will for us to be grateful? Amen? Yes or no? There's only two answers. Yes or no? Do you believe it is God's will for us to be thankful? Yes. So if it's God's will for us to be thankful, we put faith in that word, right? We put faith. We believe that it is God's will for us to be thankful. But then what is the next step? Put action to what we say we believe. Put action to what we say we believe. Yeah? I'm getting this. Some people, they don't want to answer because they don't want to commit. Or some people, they don't want to answer because they are not sure. And that's the reason why we need to be, you know, we need to hear the word of God. We need to sit 
um, under the teaching of the Word of God so that we learn. We all started without any knowledge about the Bible. But like I said, we didn't stop from grade one or from drinking milk. We move on from drinking milk to eating uh, meat, solid food. Yeah? A baby's born, what do you feed them? What do you give them? Milk, correct? But when a baby turns 12 years old, do you still give a 12 years old milk in a bottle? Do you still put nappies on them? No. That 12-year-old boy or girl starts to eat solid food. In fact, by the age of Mila, how old is Mila now? Two years old? She's eating solid food, right? So by two years old or even one, how old is a baby so they can start eating solid? Six months. See, you know, I forgot already. So yes, yeah, six months, right? But there are Christians who are already 20 years old still drinking milk in the bottle. I'm not talking about you guys because there is no one like this here. Amen? We all desire the Word of God. We will learn the Word of God because by knowing and learning and understanding the Word of God, we can be fully equipped, fully skilled in, our, in how we are going to conduct our lives because God wants you to be blessed. If you think having money in the bank, having cars, having houses, having investment or money, that's, there's nothing wrong about that. There's nothing wrong about that. But if you think that is how you see the blessing of God, that's not all. There are people here, there are people not here, there are people that owns houses, have investment, got millions of money in the bank, and yet they don't have good health. So do you, call that, do you call that fully blessed? No, it's not fully blessed. But God wants us to be fully blessed. Spirit, soul, body. Spirit, soul, body. And our spirit needs to be nourished by the word of God. Our spirit needs to be fed by the word of God. And so much so for the last two and a half years, we have been bombarded by bad news. We have been bombarded by the news that the world wants us to absorb, by the world that wants our minds to be uh, affected by it so that we can live according to the pattern of the world. But the Bible says we are not of this world. We are in this world, but we need to renew our mind according to the pattern of the world. Is that what the Bible says? We need to renew our mind according to the pattern of what the news says? Is that what the Word of God says? Uh, do we need to renew our mind according to what we see and what we hear in the news? Or what social media tells us? Or what other people tell us? Is that what, how we are going to renew our mind? We have to renew our mind according to the Word of God. But if we don't read the Bible, if we don't listen to the Word of God, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, where is the renewing of mind going to happen? We need to renew our mind according to the word of God. Why? Because God wants us to experience the fullest blessing that he has promised us. It's not only few people. It's not only some people. When he blesses the world, he blesses the whole world. And not only that, he has given each one of us responsibility and accountability on how we are going to live this Christian life. What I do here is not compared to what God has done for me. I may be called the pastor, but as I, as, separate being pastor. From the time I got saved, I dedicated and committed my life to God. And like I said, he looked after my business. He looked after my family. What I do for the Lord, he's doing it for my family. And that's the reason why he said, do not worry, do not fear. Cast all your worries upon me for I care for you. Hello, you want to preach, darling? Come here. <laughs> right? So, but he said, cast all your cares. And I learned to cast my cares upon him because he said, when you are preaching or when you're doing something good to my people, 
don't forget, I'm working on your family. And another revelation I got is, when you are rejoicing in my presence, you're rejoicing in my presence, you are laughing at the devil because you already know and see what I am doing in your family. So you're, you're, you're in, in advance rejoicing. See, some people, they rejoice when they only see the answer to the prayer. But that's not faith. Because you're basing your joy on what you see. Joy is you just, you are joyful even if you don't see it. Right? You don't see it yet. So for this month, I was talking about the local church. And I hope those that has not been here for the last, for the first uh, month or Sunday of January, you were able to watch us online. So you could understand better uh, because I'm, this is like part of what I was sharing. So I'm not going to cover, like I'm not going to start again, but I'm going to just finish what I have started since this is the last month of sharing about why is it important to be part of the local church? Yeah? Why is it important to be part of a local church? Do you find it important? Do you think it's important? Do you believe it's important? Do you believe that it's important? That it's not an accident that you are sitting here right now listening to my voice. In fact, whether you like it or not, you have to listen to my voice. I have to ask someone to lock that door. No one is going to go out. Because you need to hear this, this message, right? Why? Because God is serious. God is not playing church. God is not playing church. He is serious. He was serious when he saved you. Seriously, very serious that he saved you to the point that he sent his only son. How serious is that? Someone can tell you, don't worry, I'll be with you. Don't worry, I'll back you up. Don't worry, I'll, I'll promise you I'll do that. I'll do this, I'll do that. Then time comes, you're in hardship, that person is gone. You cannot even find them. That's not serious, right? But God is so serious that he even took his own son and sent it to, he, to us. That's how serious God is. So what else, what other proof do we need from God to know that he is in a serious business with us? Okay, so I mentioned last, last week by the Spirit of God that you were handpicked by God to come here in Harvest Now Church. It's not an accident. You were saved, most of you were saved through this ministry. Most of you were led by, to, uh, to the Lord through this ministry. You didn't come from other churches, right? But the thing is, it's not, no, no one forced you to come. It's God. It's God who led you here. It's God who planted you here. So I wanted to, our main verse for this month, if you have looked at our, what we have posted in um, social media, in Facebook. Anyone who follow our Facebook page? Who doesn't follow it? <laughs> Anyone like our posts? Anyone share the live streaming? That's how we support, right? That's how we support. We can click, click, like, 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 like celebrities, songs. We forward them, we share them. Right? And then we say, Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to be a soul winner. Then share. Click, click. Share. Our live streaming, social media, podcast, whatever. So we have a design planted by the Lord. That's our theme for this year. Guess what? You're planted by the Lord. Guess what? You are planted by the Lord. Where? Here? Where? Harvest Now Church. So is it God who planted you here? 
Do you believe this is your church? This, do you believe that this is where you're go, going to grow spiritually? Do you believe that, look at, your, look at your neighbor. Look at the people that sits next to you. Even beyond the people that you always sit with next. Look, look at the back. Look at them. We hardly see each other, right? But this is family. This is family. Jesus committed his life to us. And when we receive Jesus, we are saying, Lord, I commit my life not only to you, but I also commit my life to my brothers and sisters. That is covenant relationship. So when you come to church, we have covenant relation. We have made not only to God, we made a covenant with God. No? I promise God that I will serve you, Lord, through these people. I will serve these people through by, by teaching them, by helping them, by encouraging them, by helping them to see, grow spiritually. If I need to rebuke them, if I need to reprove them, reprove them, if I need to correct them, encourage them, whatever it takes to see them fulfill the plan, the purposes, the destiny that you have for them. Because you, they are important to God. As I am important to God, you, each one of you is important to God. So it's not, it's not that just God wants you to just go anywhere. God tells you where to go. Right? God tells you where you should be. And when you are in the right place at the right time, planted at the right church, you will grow. Because that's what the Bible says. Psalms 92. Let's start with uh, verse 13. That's our main verse. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. So it means they are those that are planted and there are those that are not planted. Yeah? I can preach just that with that. So those are that, or maybe they are planted but they don't know they are planted. But one thing I know, a plant that is planted rightly, they become strong. They become, they grow, they, they flourish, they bear fruit, right? If, if you try to plant, like a, 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 give me a certain plant, say mango tree, a small mango tree. Kuya Doming gave us two mango trees and he planted it for us. Very good. <laughs> Full service, right? So anyway, it's bearing fruit now. Every day I look at it and I say, I can't wait. To for, I don't know. if, if do I, Can I gather it now? Like, can I harvest it now? But anyway, I'm not sure because I'm not really a farmer. I don't know how to look at fruits. But one thing I know, it's very attractive. It's very attractive. The tree that's just this height. We've seen mango tree in the Philippines, big, right? This one is just this. But it started to bear fruit. It's not bonsai. But it's... it's start, so, and let's compare this one tree with another tree that does not have any fruit. It's leafy, but no fruit. You think you would go to the tree that has no fruit? You go to the tree that has fruit. Because you will benefit from it, Right? And this is the reason why God wants us to be planted in the local church. Because he wanted us to bear fruit. Jesus didn't say that I want you to bear, I want you to grow in your praise. I wanted you, it's everything that, it's all in what God plans for us is. But he wanted to, he's looking for fruit in our lives. So that people can benefit from the fruits that we have. Galatians 5.22. So he said, those that are planted in the house of the Lord. What happened to those that are planted in the house of the Lord? What happened? They shall they shall flourish. They shall flourish in the courts of our God. Do you want to flourish spiritually? And when your spiritual life is flourishing, Everything else follows. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? When you are spiritually well-fed, 
you start to flourish. When you are spiritually well-fed and you're taking in whatever is being taught on you in your small meetings, in churches, in your own personal devotion, right? You are taking in, you're nourishing yourself, you're feeding your spirit by the, with the word of God, then you become strong, right? And then as a tree, you become strong, your branches starts to, you know, come out, stretch out, then your leaves becomes, becomes green, and then you start bearing fruit. Then you attract people to come to you. Putting that in a spiritual aspect. A Christian that is flourishing, a Christian that is bearing so much fruit, you do not need to struggle attracting people. People come to you. Because they're going to look for that fruit. And they can see it in you. They, they, will, they are drawn by your fruits. But if all they hear is murmuring, complaining, problem here, problem there, do you think you're bearing that fruit? You're bearing a fruit. There is a fruit there. It's a fruit of murmur. It's a fruit of negativity. It's a fruit of unbelief. No, there's no peace because fruit of the Holy Spirit is righteousness. What's the, what's the fruit of, um, of the Holy Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering. So you, you, you start to uh, manifest that. Right? When I got born again, it's starting to manifest peace. Joy starts to manifest. Joy in the Holy Ghost. So now people are attracted to you because they come to you because they can see that you are bearing fruits. You don't, sometimes you don't even need to say to them or to tell them that, hey, I'm a Christian, I attend to Harvest Now Church. They can see, they can sense it. There is certain aroma. There is a certain aroma about a Christian. That's why the Bible says, Paul says that you carry the fragrance of Jesus, that wherever you go, they can smell it. They know. And you also know people who says they're Christian, but does not bear any fruit. Why? Because they are not planted. They are not connected. Yeah? So we have been talking about the heart. We have been talking about heart for many times here. Right? And it's actually all about heart. And who can see the heart? No one except God. Right? Who can see hearts? No one except God, but I can see fruit. I can see actions. I can hear words. So what comes out of your mouth? Abundance of your heart. Correct? Am I still... Silence in the house of the Lord. See, I told the guys, the, the young guys were training leaders. Pastoring is not a choice you make. Pastoring is a calling. The Bible speaks about two types of shepherd. A hireling and a real shepherd. A hireling is one that's paid. A hireling that is one that take off when everything is there's problem. And it's not it's not it's it's a commitment. It's a calling that you need to receive from God, and you have to say yes, Lord, because God is looking for people like that, right? That really is committed to see the people of God grow, and that's my heart for you guys. And it grieves the Holy Spirit. When, despite of all the food that is being prepared for you, it's like me, I'm a mom. I cook for my family, and I enjoy it. I love it, even if it took me almost a half day of my life cooking, preparing dishes, making sure that it is the best dish that they will eat. But it grieves me if I put it on the uh, table and they don't even want to look at it. And that's how the Holy Spirit feels. When he asks the people of God that every Sunday the word of God is being prepared for you and we don't want to receive it. 
because we have some preferences, because we think that we are better than what God says, because we think we have more experience than what, who the people are speaking here. It's not about experience. It's about being honest. It's about honoring the word of God because the word of God and God is one. And God says, whoever honors me, I will honor. So if you honor God and his word, he will honor you. He said, humble yourselves, humble yourselves, humble yourselves. Accept your wrongdoing. Accept your mistakes. Because you can never grow spiritually if you don't accept your mistakes. And God does not condemn. And I'm not condemning you. My heart is not to condemn. My heart is for you guys. I want to see you grow. I want to see you fulfill what God has called you to do. And what we are doing right now, maybe is not the one that God calls us to do. And he said to me, don't think that everything that you do is what really I ask you to do. You may be very busy now. And God says, you know, when we face him, he would say, I never asked you to do that. But Lord, remember what Jesus said? Not everyone that says, Lord, 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 I pray for the sick. I do this, I do that. And God says, depart from me. I never knew you. Who would want to hear that in heaven? We don't want to hear that in heaven. What we wanted to hear is, come. Come, my faithful servant. Come into the joy of the Lord. That's what we want to hear. So yesterday, I had this, can I say it? Yesterday, what I prayed, it's very bold. But you know, sometimes you, need, you really need to be bold. Twenty twenty two, we cannot bring the past back. We can only look back and say, "Thank you, Lord, you have been so faithful." If we can only see how many dangers has God protected us from, if you can only see how many provision God has given us, like. You cannot even imagine it. Sometimes it's hidden from us because God, was, he protected us. That is enough for us to fully live our lives 100% for God. 100%. Is he your Lord or is he not? That's the question. Is he really your Lord? Has he really taken over your life or not? I know I'm preaching like this because this is my heart. I've been preaching like this, like even with the unbelievers. I would preach like this. I'm led to preach like this. And again, I'm not condemning. I love you guys. God loves you. And God's his spirit is saying, come on. This is the time we need to really make a commitment. If, I'm for God, if you say God is your Lord, Jesus is your Lord, then make him Lord. That's not hard to understand. But God, I have my needs. God, I have to work. God, I have to look after my family. God, I have to feed my family. God, I have to have my own, uh, what's this, a time of social as well. God didn't say you need to give that up. God says, put me first. And I'll add to you. I'll add to you. I'll add to you. Yet 24 hours, seven days a week, I will add to you. Not he's going to add you another day, but you will make those days more quality time for you. You will enjoy your life as a Christian. You will enjoy coming to church. You will enjoy praising, praising songs to him. You will enjoy serving him. Why? Because you now know that this is the God that I serve. I made a commitment to him. He made commitment to us. He made a covenant to us. He doesn't break that covenant. And you know what? The Bible says that even when we are unfaithful, God remains faithful. Even when we turn our back to him, God will never turn his back on you. But I always remember Pastor Paul preaching about that clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. And you cannot stop that clock. The clock is ticking, guys. Our lives, the, the clock is ticking. And God has eternity in his mind. So we have to have eternity in our mind as well. The life that we have here, temporal. 
But what we gonna spend, where we gonna spend, that's eternal. That's forever. And once we get there, there's no change of mind anymore. There's no change of mind anymore. So I said to the guys, change the prayers. Change the prayers. We're not going to pray for souls anymore. Because God's will is salvation. So praying for salvation, Lord, save this, save that, that is a wrong prayer. Because God's will is to save. If we're praying for someone that we want to, say, to be saved, you just pray, Lord, send someone that will share with them the gospel. But to ask them, Lord, save this person, save that person, God's will is already to save them. So I said, change your prayer. We need now to pray because God has to show me in the Bible that he said, pray to the Lord of the harvest. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. What? What do we have to pray to the Lord of the harvest? Send laborers. Where? To the field. The harvest is plentiful. What I make happen for others, God will make it happen for me. And he did over and 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 over again. More than what I expect. More than what I expect God will do for me and my family and my life. He has done it more than. So to doubt God that he is committed, he is faithful, he's 100% for me, I don't doubt God. I doubt myself. I doubt myself. That am I 100% for God? I always keep a check on my life. The Bible says, check if you are still in faith. Is what you're doing still faith? Is your giving still faith? Is your coming to church still by faith? Is your praying, coming to prayer meeting, is it by faith? Or is it just because someone asks you? It's because Pastor Chris keep on announcing it. Is your coming here is by faith? Because if it's not by faith, it's dead. It's dead. It's dead. And the Bible says also that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Guys, you're not pleasing me. And thank you for coming. Thank you for serving. Thank you for doing consistently what you have committed to do. Thank you. I cannot reward you. I cannot give you money. I cannot give you, I cannot send you, you know, give you gifts. I cannot do that. All I can do is to pray and to say, Lord, thank you for this man. Thank you for this woman. Thank you, Lord. Bless them. Bless them abundantly. Give them enough grace so that they can do whatever they, you call them to do. But we need the local church. We need to support the local church. We need to be part of the local church. Because we have an assignment. We have an assignment. And that assignment is not only for one man to do. That assignment is for every individual that God placed here. So I ask you at the beginning, do you believe that you are part of Harvest Now Church? Before... Ten people said yes. Second question, only two said yes. Are you changing your mind? <laughs> okay, relax. Relax. I'm not upset. Relax. Can you relax? I have this quote in my Bible, I, in my phone. It says, I'd rather offend you to eternity, then to, what's that? Um, I'd rather offend you to eternity than to compliment you. And then you go to hell. So I'd rather tell the truth now, because it's going to be too late then. <laughs> you know how people said, you always keep talking about the wrath of God, the judgment of God, and blah, blah. Why don't you talk about the love of God? God is love. But we're forgetting he's not only God of love. He's also a God that is a just God. 
and he cannot always stand or, you know, he said, I would not wrestle all the time. I will not always wrestle all the time with men. There will be a time we need to make a decision, right? We all need to be born again. And again. <laughs> Should I make an altar call? I'm not judging you. I'm just talking about what I, like I said, fruit. You see it, the fruit. I can see your heart, but I can see your actions. I can hear your words. If there's anyone that wants to see your life fully blessed, it's God. And it's God's people that serve here in this church. So if I correct you, it doesn't mean I hate you. I correct you because I love you. You're all, like most of you are parents. Would you let your child go in a way that you know they're, they're leading to destruction? Even to, if, if that child is stubborn, despite of all the warnings you give them, what, do you, what, what is your next step? Slap them, right? <laughs> or go to, their, go, go to, go to the, their heading, go to their front and stop them. If you need to really push them hard so that they won't take another step to destruction. And as a, a spiritual mother, that's how I want, that's how I'm dealing with people that if I see you're going to the wrong direction, I need to correct. I need to speak. I need to, then it's up to the child to listen, Right? We've all been there. We've all been rebellious. We've all been disobedient. We've all been people of our own ideas. But if we don't get corrected, by now we know, some of us, we didn't listen to our parents, then we are now in this situation. Correct? So being part of the local church, it says, they shall bear fruit. They shall flourish in the courts of the Lord. And they shall bear fruit in old age. In old age. Do you want to live long life? Who wants to live long life here? Then be planted in the house of the Lord. It says they shall bear fruit in old age. So it's not an excuse. I'm already retired. I'm a, I'm, I'm a retired Christian. There's no retirement in Christianity. I'm surprised where many ministers leave the ministry because they said, I'm already retired. They're retired in the world. They also want to retire in the work of the Lord. There's no retirement. The more you grow older in the Lord, the more you grow stronger and courageous. Right? Remember Caleb? He said, give me more mountains. Give me more mountains. Right? We should have that attitude. Correct? But how about the attitude of some Christian? No more mountains. <laughs> no more mountains, Lord. It's too hard, too difficult. It's not, it's not comfortable. Why are you asking me this? That's why some people, they are scared to ask God what, they, what God wants them to do. They're scared to hear what God would say. Because it means something has to be sacrificed. It has to be sacrificed. My time for the world, no more. I don't belong to the world. I belong to the Lord. Can you say that? I belong. I don't belong to the world. Come on, say it with conviction. I don't belong to the world. I now belong to the Lord. So what does it mean? The Lord comes first. Above all, He is the priority. He is the priority. Correct? Agree? Do you belong to the Lord? Does your money belong to the Lord? Does your children belong to the Lord? Your work belongs to the Lord? Your family belongs to the Lord? I don't want to hear that. Praise God. Everything needs to belong to the Lord. As the Bible says, everything, 
is from the Lord. <laughs> he has just let us use it momentarily, right? And then when we come before his presence, we will give an account on how we handled stewardship, how we handled the things that he gave us here on earth. Yeah? True? That's why you don't get so attached with finance, with money, with career. You don't get so attached with it because it doesn't belong to you. It has just been lent to you. That's what the point is with Guada. Everything that you have is not yours. Not, not the money, not the work. Who gave you strength to, to gain wealth? Who gave you strength to gain wealth? How can you go to work Monday to Friday? Some of us, Sunday. Who gave you that strength? The Lord. Right? So everything belongs to the Lord. So don't get too attached with the world. Because you don't belong to the world. You belong to the Lord. And if you see that you belong to the Lord, everything that you wanted to do, you inquire the Lord. Because you belong to the Lord. Lord, is this the right plan? So I mentioned to the guys too, stay in the plan. Regardless of how many people turn up to church, stay in the plan. Even if we end up with just Gerard, Cheyenne, Guada, Jamison, and Larry, and me, and Pastor Rod, we will stay in the plan. Because there is a plan. And it's not man's plan, it's God's plan. Amen? The Bible says that any plan of man will amount to nothing against the plan of God. No one can stop the plan of God. If I decide, and this guy decides, stop the church, Pastor Chris, we're only six. Right? <laughs> He's the cameraman. She's, um, Cheyenne is the music leader. Then she runs there. She do the uh, projector. Then another person, you know, like Jello, sings there. And then she run, he runs there for the music. You know, can you understand how many uh, responsibilities this guy does in, in, on one Sunday? A lot. Some of them, they do two, three, or four. Even before the service, they're doing a lot of things, Right? One day, if they decide, Pastor Chris, just stop this church. Then what are we saying? God's plan is not true. Then we're giving up on God's plan. No. We don't give up. Just because people doesn't turn up in church services. We don't give up because just two people watching our live stream. We don't give up. Because God didn't give up on us. When I failed, God didn't turn his back from me. When I made a mistake, God didn't made, turn his back on me. He gave the assignment in Jesus is alive. And from the time that the assignment came, we were committed to do that. So we, 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 with or without people. Because God knows he will bring people. He will bring people. But one thing I know, those that serve the Lord faithfully, He rewards them. And do you know, if you don't know, there are crowns in heaven. There are crowns in heaven. I would speak to, about that maybe this year. And there is an awarding ceremony in heaven. Awarding ceremony. Have you been to an awarding ceremony in high school, uh, primary school in the Philippines, right? Where, where my, my mom would dress me up if it's awarding ceremony because the child is going to go at the stage with, just with the uh, ribbon. I'm not even the purse owner. But she's so proud because I'm going to the stage, right? And then she would ask someone, take a photo of her. So that's awarding. How much more the heavenly awarding ceremony? That all angels are going to watch us? Father Abraham would be there. Moses would be there. All these father of faith will be there. The patriarchs will be there. David, oh my God. Right? And then God will call you. Mel, Chora, come here. This is the crown of life for you. That's why the Bible says that there are those that are saved, but they will be like 
their house been burned, the fire, because they didn't receive any award. They will just be watching and then wishing and hoping, wishing and hoping that I wish I have done it before. I wish I have done it when God told me. I wish I have done it when, God, when someone at church offered me that if I can do it and I rejected it. I wish I could have. I wish, I wish, but too late. It's there. So I'm giving you this opportunity to once again, if you say, Pastor Chris, I missed it. Pastor Chris, I know. Uh, God is speaking to me now. Holy Spirit is speaking to me now. I want to recommit my life. Let God be true, every man a liar. If you say Jesus Christ is your Lord, then be his, be he, let him be your Lord. If, he say, if you say that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then let him be your Savior. Let it be exhibited, manifested in your life. I'm not trying to push you to come to church. I'm not trying to push you to come to prayer meeting. I'm not doing that at all anymore. It's now between you and the Lord. But in prayer, you know, we've been praying for you. We've been praying for you. So if one night, <laughs> if one night, if one night, one night, one night, you've been awakened in the middle of the night, listen, because God is going to deal with you, speak to you. He's been, he has done that to me. There are nights I cannot sleep. Last night I cannot sleep. Not that I'm excited to preach. <laughs> no, because I already see this. This is what I was going to preach. But I know, Lord, what is this? What is this? Right? And he said, I'm doing something. And I just want you to be ready. And I just want you, the people, to be prepared. And he said to me, whatever I said to you and promise you, I am committed to fulfill. What does it mean? Regardless of what you see, regardless of how, peop how many people respond, I am God who said that to you. If I have to do it with another person, I will bring another person. If I have to fulfill it with another person, who is, who is, who said yes, Lord, here I am, send me. Yes, Lord, here I am, use me. Yes, Lord, here I am, I will faithfully serve you. They're the one. So because as, as a not, like as a, I tend to, to look at the natural, I tend to look at what people does. I tend to look at how people respond. No more. It's not by might, it's not by power, it is by the spirit of the living God. Some of you have been here for many years. Way back in Menai. You've been here for many years. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love, for your commitment. But there's more. There's more. And for us, our role is, Lord, what else do you want me to do? Or what did I miss? What did you ask me to do? I'm not building my own kingdom. In fact, Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. How does he build his church? Through people. Those who will say, yes, Lord, I want to be part of building that church. I want to be part of building your church. I'm not talking about building, this building, no. I'm talking about the kingdom of God here. I'm talking about the ecclesia. Called out once. Who will be the light to the darkness. Who will be the salt to the earth. It, regardless of how old you are. Regardless of how young you are in the Lord. Would you say, yes, Lord, here I am, send me. I did that many years ago. Here I am, send me, Lord. Send me, Lord. Send me, Lord, do I know everything at straight away? No. But I made a commitment. I'm going to know you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to do everything that you asked me to do. Did I make all that promises? No. I was not faithful all the time. I was not faithful all the time. I make mistakes a lot of times. But there will be a time in, there was a time in my life I have to, I have to be honest now. I have to be serious now. No more playing. 
No more playing games. No more playing church. No more playing ministry. If I say yes, then I will say yes and I do yes. Because the Bible says if, if your yes is yes, yeah, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. If we ask you, are you willing to do this? Don't say yes if you are not willing to do it to the end. You would rather, it would rather be good to say no, I cannot do it now. Let me think about it. Then rushing and saying yes, I'll do it. But then, at the end, you don't do it. Because we work as a team here. And one person is gone, everything else will fall. That's why there is power in unity. Friday night, we had a very a marvelous time here in prayer. We were joined by the uh, NCC church. And God manifested. We were blessed. Amen? But that's, that's not just one night. I want everyone to experience it every day. You know, every day, you experience God. You get so excited. Yeah? When you experience, oh my goodness. Woo! Praise the Lord. Woo-hoo! Hallelujah. You know? Like, like something's tickling me. Like, very good. Hallelujah. Right? Yeah. Some people, they, 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 they're looking for something. <laughs> just right there, I was standing here, and I'm just like, like this, this, this presence overwhelmed me. And I was like, Ooh. and I was trying to control myself because I know some people, they, they're not used to like just laughing. Like, why are they laughing? Why is she laughing? The pastor laughing? She crazy? I'm not laughing for the sake of laughing. I'm enjoying his presence. I'm enjoying God. Because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I need the strength of God every day. There is so much things happening in my own life, in the ministry, and in the world. Right? Responsibility here and there. I cannot do it alone. I need God. I need God. I need God. You need God. So if I don't take time to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Fill me, Lord God. I need you. I need your strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Ha, ha, ha. It can be fake right now. But eventually it will be real. I have to at least make an opening for the spirit to work. Everything is by faith. Everything is by faith. When I saw someone being filled with the Holy Spirit, I was a young Christian. And this person never stopped. And I said, she talking about Chinese or Jeff? It sounds like Chinese. I wish someone is Chinese so they can translate, right? Then another guy was speaking German, really German. Achoo, you know, like, like that, like, achoo. you know, German, like, and I said, that's German. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And I said, what, Lord, Lord, I like that. Lord, I like that. I was not turned off. I was not turned off. Because at the right young age of my spiritual walk with God, I desire everything that God has for me. I'm not going to miss it. If this person has it, why can't I have it? If this person is enjoying it, why can't I enjoy it? God is not the respecter of men. God is not choosing people he wanted to bless and he wanted to fill. He wants everyone. We are vessels. We are carriers of God's glory. And how can we carry the vessel and the, and the glory of God if we are not that... I'm not laughing. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Right? That's why I said... Have you ever seen Jesus with hands folded? If someone, Jason, if someone comes to you with a present, would you still fold your hands or your arms? Yes. So some people, they say, Lord, I want to receive. I want to receive. I want to receive. Give me, give me, give me, give me. And God says, open up. Open up and give me room. Lord, it's not my style. I don't want to lift my hands. It hurts my... Just, just do this. Remember when we went to that Indonesian church? They have like something. If your hands is like this. And your hands is like that. And I'm not, not judging that. But I'm saying, be open. 
God wants you. How do you like being happy all the time? Kids, like, you know, uh, Jericho, uh, Bo, how do you like your mom and dad always happy? Yeah? When people are happy, that's the time you ask them for something. Because they're generous. Isn't it? They're generous? Am I, am I right? Yeah, they're generous. So that's the key. Make them happy. Yes. Mom, dad, you heard that? The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. And then once they're happy, mom, do you remember I'm asking you for new Nike shoes? Oh, yes, I'm so happy. That's why we need to be happy so that we can be generous in the house of the Lord. Generous in the house of the Lord. What generous? Generous of our time, generous of our finance, generous of serving. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. You come, have you ever been to like, one thing that we don't like or I don't, I don't intend to happen is for people to leave the church and still heavy. Right? We don't want that. <laughs> Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Praise God. So if, you're, if you came with like some heaviness, I posted it, put on the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. How do you do that? Lift up your voice to God. Pray in the spirit. Pray in psalms and thanksgiving. Pray in the spirit. If you're heavy, have you ever been like felt heavy? Not heavy in weight. That's different. <laughs> like, have, you, have, yeah, have you ever felt heavy? Like, like, you know, you don't know what's wrong? Like just mm, something like mm, not right, right? Not, not, sometimes it starts with bad news, right? It starts with you heard something bad. Loved one or family or, you know, uh, work. And you don't like it. So it, it's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Do you see spirit? No. But you can sense it. You can feel it. Right? So now when we praise, Jesus said, God is looking for worshiper who is worship him in spirit. In spirit. So it's a spirit of heaviness. A spirit of, it's a burden. A spirit comes upon you. So what do you do? Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift up your voice to God. Pray in the spirit and with understanding. Magnify the Lord. Lord, I'm putting on the garments of praise. I'm putting on the garments of praise. And I resist to be heavy. I resist to be burdened. In Jesus' name, that's how you do it. Then by the time you realize it, you're not this. You're already jumping up and down. And then you go home, you're so happy, you even kiss the dog and the cats. You left kicking them, right? You got home and you're like, oh, I so love you. You're so cute. Everything is nice. Everything is beautiful. Because that's what God wants us. <laughs> flow. Learn to flow. Learn to flow. I don't know how to swim, but I know how to flow. I, I know how to flow. I don't know how to swim. Not float. That's different. Flow. F-L-O-W. Not float. <laughs> you know, float. Flow. Flow. How do I flow? Spirit. Look in your spirit. I want that. I'm hungry, Lord. Is it 12? You're hungry. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Spirit is here. The Spirit is here. Who would say yes to the Lord? Who would say, here I am, Lord. Send me. Here I am, Lord. Send me. I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But here I am. You give me enough grace that I can do what you have called me to do. I want to be part. I want to be... I, I, uh, supportive. I want, I want to connect. 
to the life-giving spirit of God in this church. This, I want to flourish. I want to thrive. I want to bear fruit. Amen? Yeah? Okay, can I ask our um, musicians, please? So have you received something after the rebuke? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Did you get something? Amen? Yes? Amen? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.